0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. On today's show, it's time to be honest and realize that we all make mistakes. It's just that sometimes those mistakes include a hammer, a nail, a trip to the clinic... We want to know all about your DIY fails today. Worst home improvement ideas, I've got several to go over. Maybe you're not the handyman or woman you thought you were, so don't be shy and let us know about your latest home improvement fails or projects, and we'll give you some tips to make your next fix your best fix. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is FixIt 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, it's time to be honest and realize that we all make mistakes. We should call this the Jason Show. This one—it's just that sometimes those mistakes include a hammer, a nail, and a trip to the clinic. This is so me, y'all. Um, we want to know all about your DIY fails and the worst home improvement ideas. <laughs> Maybe you're not the handyman or woman you thought you were, so you don't be shy and let us know about your latest home improvement fails or fixes. You know what? We'll also give you some tips and uh, make your next fix. Your Best Fix. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning?
1: Doing great. Glad to be here. Sun shining. Yeah, it is. Man, it's
0: nice. Absolutely blessed. Yeah. Um, it is nice. But it's weirdly cold in the morning these days. A little, but yeah, you know, yeah. I can but, live with it. Yeah, me too.
1: You Uh, know, the the topic today is exciting because um, we all make mistakes. Jeff? Uh, Yes,
0: yes. Even,
1: well, (laughs) let's don't go that far. Right. But let's
0: let's talk about the other people. There has to be a standard
2: to be followed. (laughs) You're right, yeah. In order to learn, you have to um, make that mistake. You know, that way... You learn from experience. Well, you can always tell a
0: room of contractors, and and as I look at my hands right now, I am not a contractor, but I can tell you how many skinned things and bruised fingernails and whatever else that just, you know, um, it's amazing what one can do to themselves on a a, a weekend.
1: I'll never forget when we first got in this business. um, You know, I I looked down at my fingers after about the first week, and there's a Band-Aid
0: on just about every one of them. (laughs)
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right. You know?
0: yes. Uh-huh. It's funny because after a while, and Dale, you've been doing this for a minute, so yeah. I'm sure you've pretty much got, a, what, Teflon hands now? Oh, yeah. Probably man. you got to cut a couple inches into there to actually get it. You've got to really put point. a nail
2: through these. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys working on? Right well, now, uh, I've I've had a listener call in, so um, they want to sell the house. I've got a, a lot of chores to do for them. Um, you know, from inside to outside, uh, decking, paint the kitchens, uh, okay, so the bathrooms.
0: Prepping it to sell it? Oh, yes, yes. Well, there's a lot of work to a house when you do that. It's funny. If you that's live right. in a home for a that's long right. time, you don't <clears throat> see what the rest of the world can see. Yeah. No, you're right. The, the, the best thing to do is bring a really honest friend in to talk Yep. Yeah, and, and, a and walk around. Yeah. And a realtor. Yeah, yeah a realtor. They, they point they out a, a lot of things before.
2: that you didn't think of and how to stage it. Yeah, that's a real so, good
0: point. How about you, Jeff? What are you
1: working on? Well, we're working on a pretty interesting job. It's mm-hmm. a um, it's a bathhouse for a community pool. Uh huh. And it's cinder block.
0: Um, now we talked about this. This is a concrete pouring operation.
1: Yeah it's it's been a very interesting build um, because think about it when we build a house, mm-hmm. typically we're two by four. Right. two-by-six two exterior stud mm-hmm. walls. Right, You've got plenty of room to do whatever you need to do to get that inside that wall. Right, plumbing. Your plumbing, lighting, your electrical, right, your, your alarm systems, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever. Um Well, think about now building that same structure but use cinder blocks. Right, mm-hmm. so concrete. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, you know, an eight-inch thick right. block that now you – as you're building this block building, uh-huh. you're putting all your plumbing in the wall, you're putting your right. electrical in the wall. So it's 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 been a it's been a little bit of a challenge, but Did you but,
0: guys not is it never considered right to do like a false wall to put all that stuff inside of a false wall?
1: Well, no because your your typical cinder block construction, your mm-hmm. outside and your inside is that one block. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and then you have to put Steel in it, then you fill it with grout, and wow, it's it's uh, it's Sounds a very like a strong building, but mm-hmm. it's a slow process. Okay, it double
0: as a uh, tornado structure. It sure could. Okay,
1: wow. if you have the right, you have the right top on it.
0: All right, fellas, I'm going to start you off here. We got a couple of emails about what we talked about last week. If you remember, we talked about our garage conversion, and I got uh, a couple of emails uh, from a fella here who who obviously. Not only has been there on a garage conversion, but also understood what our topic this week was going to be about, <laughs> because he sends some, he sends some um, caution on garage building. We were we, what we were doing. We were turning your garage into a, a livable space last week. Uh, uh, Lynn says before laying out dimensions of the bathroom for this garage conversion, go online and check out clearances for fixtures such as the toilet Mm -hmm. now what in what what they're talking about is that there are standards of where you would put said toilet uh close to the wall how many inches it comes out and the toilets are actually made that way Mm -hmm. for for the specific where the hole is in relation to where the wall is sure yes so yeah i
1: think it's um what is it 16 no
0: See, this is why you 15, got to U2. 15
1: inches or something. Right, right.
0: <laughs> but also, I got another email from the same guy, and he said, oh, by the way, don't forget the wall thickness and laying out your dimensions. Mm-hmm. Because good. you're going to take Now, how a how thick is a standard wall, uh, uh, in, interior
1: wall? It's, uh, it's uh, a two-by-four interior wall with sheetrock on both sides is f- uh, four and nine-sixteenths. Four and nine four sixteenths. Four and nine sixteenths would be your two by four and your two pieces of half-inch sheet rock on either side of the two by four.
0: That is very precise, Jeff. Well. Okay. Well, we wouldn't do it any other way, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, email came in, and this is going to really catch you guys. By the way, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email like this person to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, here we go. Got an email in from Helen, and she says, there is a switch plate. This is a mess, guys. There is a switch plate with three switches on the wall next to the door in my master bedroom. Mm -hmm. One switch operates two spotlights in the ceiling near the opposite wall over the head of the bed. The other two switches operate the ceiling fan and the lights attached to the ceiling fan. Mm -hmm. I have used the ceiling fan. I have not used the ceiling fan in a while because it went all wonky when it was turned on. I figure it was out of balance, but a cooler season came and I just left it off. The other day I turned on the spotlights and the lights Under the fan, I noticed the fan was turning a little bit. I thought I accidentally turned on the fan, but the fan was off. I turned off the lights under the ceiling fan, but the fan kept going. I turned the fan switch on and the fan sped up and went really wonky. So I turned off the ceiling fan and the lights under the ceiling fan. The fan kept spinning a little. Finally, I turned the spotlights off and the fan went off. Wow. I have not turned on any of the switches since then. That's your first good decision, Helen. <laughs> She's walking in her bedroom with a flashlight. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you think the problem is in the switches, or could the problem be in the ceiling fan and lights? Do I need a new ceiling fan and lights? Can a handyman take care of the problem, or do I need an electrician? All right, fellas. Man, that, when it
2: gets that serious, I call electrician. Sounds like a
1: handyman's already been there. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, I thought we'd, I'd call an electrician.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where you're
0: feeling on this, electrician? Yes. Yeah,
2: because yeah, he would be able to uh, troubleshoot the switches and the fan and, and track down the problem. It's one of those wires that could be crossed to the traveler. Or the... I'm going to have to agree with you there, Dale, on the fact that something is uh, – the fact that she turns
0: on a light that has nothing to do with the fan, and the fan begins to spin just a little. Yeah. Uh, and it, but... it could be time to replace <laughs> Yeah i think it's been like that since day one. one oh you but, think so well yeah well i can opinion. tell you that 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 sounds really dangerous it sounds yeah. entirely dangerous yeah yeah okay so there you go helen that's something you want to do there number calls 877 mpb ring today we're talking about your diy fails and i'll tell you this weekend uh my daughter had a project to build a medieval castle Wow! So that's what we did. And she she was trying, you know, all the kids had, you know, paper and clay and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, we're doing wood. Doing wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, <laughs> pops the sticks or something. Man, so I got out the plywood and anything that had cut wood and saw yeah, wood and everything. And my daughter and I sat out there from, I think, 10 a.m. on Saturday until about... 4 p.m. on Sunday, getting wow. this thing just right, and I was cutting these tiny pieces, mm-hmm. gluing and stapling them together. And mm-hmm. my daughter was painting. You ready for this? Medieval bricks, tiny, yeah. microscopic nice. bricks on the side of the man. <laughs> all awesome. went all out. oh, we, oh, we did it. That and a she, walked deal. she walked in. She walked. Oh no, 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 no. There had to be a little moat around it. Yes. You know. So, of course, I had to route that out so that she could paint it properly. You right. Know, wow. right. And I built a drawbridge so that she could, I mean, dude, hmm. we, were, we were going. Anyway.
2: Number one, Dad, That's Go how ahead. we roll. <clears throat> All right.
0: Number of calls, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know what? Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Today, we want to know all about your worst DIY ideas. I got one when we come back. You're going to love it. Maybe that good idea looked good on the Internet, but not in your home. <laughs> this happens a lot. Thank you, Pinterest. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is fixit 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Two free contractors in the same room at the same time. Give us a call, 877 877- mpb ring whichever question you want to do and if you uh missed any of today's program you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the mpb public media app also if you want to join the conversation right now give us a call at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org all right uh richard is on the road and uh he's gotta fail but i got to see this. Are you with us, Richard? Yes. All right, so what's going on? You uh, uh, you had a DIY fail? Not, not me. Oh, not, oh, of course. No one ever does, really. But your friend. <laughs> Tell us about your friend, Richard.
4: Well, I'm a master carpenter, and uh, I, I, I have had professional fails. But what I have, we all have. But what I wanted to comment on, and it it, it it goes back to Saturday's program that I was listening to, and I, I don't think it's your program, but it turned out to be a a, a replay. Uh-huh. And uh, they were talking about repairing fencing and, uh, you know, or putting up a fence. Uh-huh. And one of the things they mentioned was to anchor the post in uh, um, uh,
3: concrete,
4: factory. Mm-hmm. Factory, you know, right and and I tried to call in, of course, I've got a busy signal. But what I wanted to say was that is one of the most common fails I have seen, you know, among do-it-yourselfers, you know, is they get a they get a bag of sacrete, and it says to mix one gallon of water. Right, in it and, right. And, 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 you know, to mix one gallon of water, it takes some work, you know. Right. So what they do is they add water, and make it soupy and then they pour it into the hole now my neighbor did this very thing and after about 2 years a wind blew down part of his fence and i went over there and i looked at the you know looked at the sackreed in the you know in the uh, underneath the post you know at the bottom of the post uh-huh. and i said well what you did was you mixed too much water in here i said you can you cannot mix more than a gallon because it will not you know, it loses its integrity. And he, you know, he looked at me like, you know, he wasn't real happy to hear that. You, right. know, uh, you know, he didn't need that advice. But that- I would advise people <laughs> to follow directions on the Sacrete and don't put a cup more of water than what it calls for.
1: Wow, And that's my,
4: that's my comment. You, 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 know?
1: you know, Richard, before you go, um, if you'll just put that Sacrete in there dry with no water at all, most of the time we have enough groundwater in our soils here where uh, where you don't need to add any water at all.
4: I, I, I've heard that too, and I've, I kind of have thought, well, you know, maybe I could do that. But then again, I thought too that you know why not just well, go ahead and do it like it
3: said? Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, if you're a little scared of it, take the water hose over there, but put very, very little water in it. And but yeah. it's it's yeah. going to start sucking the groundwater out.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, so. it, and it, once uh, you put too much in there, that's it. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to get that out? Right. Yeah.
1: Just put. Yeah. You, you got yeah. put more. Well, that's a
2: in, really bigger hole. Good
0: suggestion, Richard, because I've seen it done a hundred times. And let me tell you. Uh, now that you've said that, I can tell you that I've goofed that up every single time. Every more water. time more water. This is why we have two contractors and one idiot on the show. Well,
1: it's so easy if you'll get it real soupy.
0: Right. It's a lot easier. It'll to go work in real it. easy.
1: There, there you go. go.
4: It's easy to mix. Right. <laughs> idiot. Yeah,
2: it's tough to turn over kind of dry. Right. And
4: I I did that the first time I ever fooled Sack Creek forty years ago, you mm-hmm. know.
2: So I, you, you know, 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 I know. There, there's
1: a brand new product. Well, I say brand new. It's a couple of years old, but it's made by quick creep where you just, it's a little bag uh-huh. and you pour it in there and activate it with water. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't real pleased with it. Well, I tried it. Wasn't a hundred percent pleased. Right. So. Okay. but All right. Well, new it, product.
0: It was fun. It was fun to play with it right. you know, for a minute. That's cool. All right. We appreciate it, Richard. We're going to go ahead and All move right. on. Thank you, sir. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 2 contractors and a guy that typically messes the thing up the first time in here to answer your questions. Got an email here, fellas. Here we go. This is going to be a blast. And we're talking about uh, DIY fails, basically. Here's an email. We're near the end of a bathroom renovation. We unfortunately adhered the undermount sink that was too large for the opening and need to remove it. Long story, it says here. Any suggestions? So, what they did, they had a sink that they were dropping down into, I guess, the countertop and used adhesive? he, He said it was an undermount. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. We unfortunately adhered the undermount sink that was too large for the opening and need to remove it.
1: I I don't know what he would have glued it with, Uh, you know, maybe silicone or something. But, I mean, it's some sort of adhesive. I I would take a um, piano wire um, with a T-handle on each end and Mm -hmm. use that as my saw back and forth between the granite and the top of that sink. And um, man, that's it's, such it's a cool. much better idea than what I was going to say. Good for you. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, yeah. A piano you know, wire will,
1: will, nine times out of ten, cut through that whatever adhesive you've got.
2: On the um, the oh five and one, three and one, real smooth. You know. Yeah, pry it. T- t- yeah. yeah, pry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, scrape just, it away.
2: Just be careful. That's that where I was going go, with it. Don't they break it. Give me know. a hammer, but you know, you,
1: you could bust it. But. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Don't don't chisel down.
0: Go flat. Nah, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. All right, number of calls, 877-MPB-RING. Okay, some general practices. Now, remember, we're talking about DIY fails. And let me tell you, at my house, this is how it works. Because, as I said, (laughs) if you look at my hands, they're just all beat up from whatever I've done. You ready for this? I was looking through a list that Java gave me on how to deal with uh, DIY fails. Number one, a well-stocked first aid kit nearby.
2: Yes. Before you start. Yes. I learned that the hard way. (laughs) I really wish I had thought of this, like, before. Usually we just have duct tape or electrical tape or just a napkin from lunch, you know, and... Well, there's some tips up. and
0: tricks. I learned some of these things from my dad when I was growing up. But it's really neat uh, working with my daughter now and teaching her things like this. Mm-hmm. We were we had to cut up on a box the other day. And one of these things that Java put on the list is something I had to teach her is that you always cut away from yes. your body with sure. a knife, with a sure. blade. Yes. You don't pull the blade towards you. Never. Uh, you, you go away from it. Uh, and also we, we, we discussed, you know, handing a tool or a knife or anything like that to someone else handle yes. first, yes, not yes. blade first. So, yes. uh, but some just things to learn if you've never been around tools and, you know, hung around those you, sort of things,
1: you know, something to keep in your, in your toolbox, a lot of people don't think of, but is a tube of super glue. That's if, a really if good If you, point. if you cut yourself bad enough. Uh huh. Load it up with super glue. Really? Not gonna hurt a thing. Really? Yep.
0: So it's not gonna like, okay, so I got a big cut on my finger. Yeah, super glue it. Super glue it? Yes. Oh yes. So I'm not gonna die from some toxic poison no, thing. Absolutely not. And, and
2: they sell the um uh, bandage glue the same way. Yeah, too. but that's, that's it's a the little, same stuff? It's a, yeah. uh, it's a little weak. The the, the 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 liquid band-aid
1: compared to super, super glue, glue <laughs> Which is not supposed to come off. Right. <laughs> now, and now if you just get a little scratch, you're not gonna use super glue. I'm talking if you get cut bad enough. Uh huh. Put some put some super glue in it. Man it will one. stop it will stop that
0: bleeding instantly. Are you some pressure. Absolutely. Did everyone hear that? This is going to be like a run on Crazy Glue today at the yeah. store. <laughs> you
3: know.
0: <laughs> All right, number of calls, 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 And uh, so individually, gentlemen, now it's time to fess up. Yes, you're big-time contractors. You make your living doing this. But each one of you have done something in the past working on your own stuff or... Unfortunately working on someone else's stuff. Oh yeah. Where you've goofed. Oh sure. All right. So give sure. it up.
2: I would say for me, starting out years ago, I mean years ago, the first thing I learned is I was uh trying to paint overhead and I didn't know how to keep the paint on the roller. It was like everything just falling down, like, how do they do it? Right. You know, then the homeowner came on. Home. She said, it's more paint on the garage floor than the ceiling, Dale. What's going right. on? I was like, I didn't want to tell her this is my first time. You know, I'm, <laughs> that. I'm just starting out. You know, I'm only right. 19. You see this? Mm-hmm. You know, but I learned, you know, from some guys that told me tricks of the trade, you know, how to control the paint uh-huh. and and make it stay on your brush or stay on your roller. And as years went by, I learned I could paint without a drop cloth. But um, just starting out, man, it was a soupy mess.
0: You know, the most important uh, element of painting overhead Mm -hmm. is doing it when you're 19. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the important part. If you've never painted over your head, it's the most excruciating thing you'll do
2: all day. Paint was everywhere. I mean, I was covered. (laughs) I had to pressure wash the um, concrete and everything. It was like a nightmare. How do you do it? Number yeah. of calls eight seven seven
0: MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Another thing that d- that sounds counterintuitive, okay? That I that I underlined here, but it is so real, and it sounds backwards. But here we go. A sharp blade is so much oh, safer yes. Yes. than any dull blade. Oh, most definitely. Um, and that sounds like that Man. works backwards, but that yeah. is real. That's right. You will uh, hurt
2: yourself with that. And I don't blade. know if the
0: dull blade means that people just get dumb around dull blades. Maybe um, that. Maybe or you're, you're more cautious you, of a sharp blade. I don't I don't well, know. Well, no, I think. use more force. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I think it boils down to the fact that if I've got a good sharp blade, I'm not, you know, prying down on that knife. I'm... I'm you know, I'm using. I'm using. Yes, I'm using some normal pressure, and I'm cutting the right the carpet or whatever I'm cutting. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm, I'm letting the the tool do
2: the work.
0: Right, So that's a, dome, a really good way to put it. You overdo
2: it, and when you tr- you can't stop that, fear. it's it's too much pressure, and you wind up busting the knuckle. It's not going to be a clean cut. Right. it's going to be a dirty, ugly cut, and then you got that uh, dirty knife. It's, All based
0: on the uh, a, a a cheap blade you could have just replaced. Or, yeah, sure. Yeah. And buy 1,000
2: oh, yeah. blades of utility knife blades, you know, buy a big pack. You know? Right. <laughs> Don't just use the standard three. All right, let's go to uh, the phones. Don is on the line in South Haven, and he's got
0: an enclosed porch. What are you working on, Don? Hey there.
3: Um, well, I, what I have is I started out with a patio, um, and it has brick on two sides, mm-hmm. and I have a screen. uh screen ports, you know, roof and and screen sides put in. And now I would like to put in hard sides on the two sides. And I thought about putting, you know, it has aluminum stanchions, aluminum roof, um, and aluminum along the bottom. I thought about putting two-by-twos next to the, Aluminum stanchions and working off that. Will that work or
1: do I need two by fours? Gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, two by fours. Build two it. By fours. Yeah, build it like it's supposed to be built. Uh, and if I'm picturing this thing properly, now you're turning this screen porch into uh, something that you can heat and cool, correct?
5: Uh,
3: More or less. Uh, what happened is. We put a pool in the backyard and so we need a place where folks to change.
1: Okay. Um, I understand. But
3: yeah, we'll we we'll wanna
1: cool it anyway. Right, exactly. So think about it, if you've got a two by two wall, um, it's it's gonna be flimsy, it, it's there's no place to put insulation. there's so many problems that, that, that's gonna that's gonna pop up after the fact. So, okay. start out. Start out with your green plate. Build it. Build a two by four wall. Build normal construction.
3: What about the, the roof? That's aluminum. That's okay. You're
1: you're gonna put your two by four wall right under that that um, uh, aluminum um, roofing material.
3: Did I put uh, foam insulation up there? Um, in the grooves
1: between the aluminum. No, no, you're no. gonna put it. You're gonna put a there's a there's a corrugated gasket that you're gonna put there, and then you're gonna put bat insulation in your wall. Uh, if you're okay. doing this yourself, that's 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 homeowner friendly. Okay, you
3: yes. know I was thinking yeah. about the ceiling. What kind of insulation
1: to put up there? Yeah, it's gonna be hard to insulate a an aluminum um, roof, uh, you know,
0: without. Without putting a conventional ceiling under it. Right. And I think that's probably going to be the way to go eventually. Probably. Uh, All right. uh, You know what? We need to take a break. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Today, we want to know all about your worst DIY ideas. And maybe that good idea looked good on the Internet, but not in your house. That's the essence of the phrase Pinterest fail. Uh, call us through with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, I've got a couple of emails here and I'm gonna go to Ronnie here in just a second, but I want to get to these emails. Uh the first one being um the subject is idiots. Mm. Okay. It says, please take these clowns off the air. This program is silly and ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new theme song. Right there, there you why, go. Why are we not? That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we know we've affected someone right there with that. Uh, no, the one I actually wanted to talk about with this uh, was this caulk one. It says, how do I remove the caulk around the bathtub without scratching the tile or the tub? gentlemen so so if it's actual tile tile you got to work to scratch tile yeah yeah like ceramic tile i mean you gotta you gotta put a screwdriver to that yeah it's gotta be a blunt shop edge or something uh-huh you but you the tub rub it off but the tub if the tub is an older steel tub and and and, and painted or whatever you know or fiberglass i mean uh you know a fiberglass tub yeah right. you can you can scratch them pretty easy I have found uh, that caulk. One of the ways to do it is that if you can get it started. Yes. You know, if you'll just get you know get a, 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 a some sort of object, and uh, a lot of times for a lot of houses, this is the butter knife. But you know, this is where you just get that corner started, mm-hmm. and caulk is kind of a uh, depending on how old it is, it's still an elastic sort of sure. substance. So you can grab it and pull, and it'll pretty much stay together unless it's rotted. I mm-hmm. think that I have
1: seen a a caulk removing there tool. There is a oh, yeah. caulk yeah. removing like tool. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah.
0: spoon looking thing. Yeah, there's a plastic, plastic you know. caulk removal tool that you can yeah. buy and it's very cheap. It's like a three dollar thing. Yeah. But it's sure. a good way to do it and if it does any damage, it will be damage that you're gonna cover with a new caulk. So, yeah, yeah, know. and I, you know, I think it's gonna be hard to do damage with that. Yeah. yeah All right,
2: let's use a, a, the back of the three in one, the little pointed edge, and just get it under there, like I so said, get it started, and then you can peel it on up. From that's after. a good idea. All right, Ronnie's on the road and has got a comment.
0: You got an electrical fail, Ronnie?
5: Yes, sir. My my first electrical job was I hadn't been married too long, and I wanted to wire in a light switch for overhead light in my little utility room.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Dad
5: was a fairly good electrician, and I thought, well, I fooled around with him a little bit, I ought to get him to do this. Uh huh. Well, I wired a direct short into the into the switch. Every time I turned the switch on, there's this ball of fire. This <laughs> <track>. <laughs> of track, ball of fire. I ended up calling my dad. You know to come and look at this. And sure. he's like, son. I thought I thought you knew better than that. So it was a learning experience. I had to humble myself and take some more lessons.
0: Yeah, yeah. My I, thought would be, son. You know an electrician. Right? <laughs> you could call. It. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Well you know how it is. You wanna you wanna be independent at that age and it right. didn't look out too good.
1: My question <laughs> That's is this funny.
5: I have a aluminum siding on the house. It was put up about twenty five years ago. It's now pretty well oxidized. I've tried pressure washing it. The only thing I can somewhat clean it with is a solution of lean green, green and water. But still if you can't scrub good around the windows, it's it's still dingy around the windows and the trim in that area. I I need to repaint it. But I got to clean it first. What is the best way to clean aluminum siding and what is the best way to to paint it?
2: Ooh. Fellas, I like what he was saying, you're going to have to get the scrub brush out, you know. Yeah. You're going to have to clean and, it and his, and use a metal bun and paint. You know, as far as painting,
1: you
0: know, we we paint our garage doors. They're yeah. they're they're aluminum. Yeah. So and it'll it'll go on. The the thing is, is that like Dell said, I, I will say, uh, Ronnie, that's not the place to use your cheap paint. No, um, get the
2: metal bonding.
0: Yeah, you need the good stuff that's going to go up there. Because if you think about it, all the stuff that hits that, you know what I'm saying? All the things that fall, trees. Yeah, you know. yeah,
5: yeah. I live close to a highway, so there's a lot of a lot of highway grime that, that, that it just filters onto everything.
0: Yeah, and if you've got a uh, if you've got a side that is that is that is shaded most of the time, you're going uh-huh. to want to watch your paint for a mold resistance, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Algae and mildew. Yeah, mildew-resistant paint.
5: Okay. All right.
0: Just keep on scrubbing, then. There you go. Yeah, you got <laughs> the scrubbing. it scrubbing.
5: All right. I was looking for an easier solution, but I, I appreciate it.
0: All right. Appreciate it. All right. uh got a call from uh, Meridian, and uh, it says Troll, so I'm assuming they just like to listen to us a lot. What's going on?
6: Hey, not much. Just want to make a comment on your caulk removal issue. Yes, sir. Um, I used to work for Lowe's, and in Lowe's they had a uh, caulk removal substance. It was in a spray bottle, but the active ingredient was isopropyl alcohol.
0: Mm. Really? What does that do?
6: It dissolves. It'll dissolve acrylic latex caulk. It'll also, I believe, remove... uh, the silicone cock too, I think. Wait, wait. Yeah, like, are that's... you
0: talking the isopropyl alcohol that you can buy for thirty-eight cents at Kroger?
6: Absolutely, I You're would kidding. probably say probably a ninety percent plus alcohol. Wow. Yeah, okay. but, and also too, I uh, I have three kids, and my littlest one she uh, drew on our walls with permanent marker. Uh, isopropyl alcohol will <laughs> remove permanent marker, but it'll also remove acrylic latex paint. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a small portion
0: of the wall. (laughs)
6: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I got a job to repaint a whole room just because of a small
0: spot. Well, hey, that's fantastic. And I really appreciate I didn't know that isopropyl alcohol will remove caulk. That's That's a great point. Thanks. I've never thought about it. That's fantastic. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem,
2: thank you. Yeah.
0: Got an email here and this is boy, this is right dead center of, of what this show was put on the air for right here. You ready? How and how hard is it to replace the wax ring on a toilet? Oh, I saw it on TV years ago and it looks simple. Well, I will say that the procedure itself, and you guys bring yeah. it in, uh, I've done this several times, but I can say that the procedure itself is simple. The the work is there though. Oh yeah, uh, meaning meaning it is as filthy as you think it might be. Sure. Yeah. It's also remember you're going to have to remove a toilet yeah. And 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 they're porcelain mm-hmm. and
2: heavy. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> a buddy system two, situation. It's mm-hmm. only two bolts and a cutoff valve, but uh you know, hey, what can go wrong?
0: Right, except your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but it is, it is, I will say a lot of folks make some particular mistakes when replacing the wax ring on the toilet. That the first mistake is people don't think it's enough, so they'll put two yeah, on there.
2: Right. Oh yeah. Right. Clunk it
0: up. Clunk it up. And then and all that does is it squishes the wax into a place where it shouldn't be. Right. And therefore makes it so it doesn't drain sure. properly. Right.
1: You know, clean it good. Mm-hmm. Get get off, get the old wax ring out of there. Mhm. You know, clean clean both the And remember it's wax.
0: It's not something you can wipe. You're gonna have to sure. like pull it off.
1: That's there. right. Yeah. Uh take a five in one tool, but mm-hmm. but Not only do you want to clean the flange, which is the part that's in the slab, but you also want to clean the underside of the commode. Right. Because it it could have a little wax on it as well. Right.
2: Especially if it made good contact. Should the wax ring be put in the flange or on the commode? You know, they make now a, a... you know, you can buy the
0: wax rings with flanges in them. You can buy mm-hmm. the wax rings. You can buy uh, wax rings. are Really kids. different. But uh, whenever I see the pros do it, they're just using a you know one dollar
2: oh, yeah. wax wax You know mean? Um, but do you put it on the, the flange or you put it on the back of the camo? That's
0: a really you good know, point. You know,
2: everybody might do it differently. Yes, I I would. Put it on the flange. flange. Yes, I would. Then you can concentrate on holding the portioning. But I've also
0: seen folks, and and, and you really want to do this with measurements, okay? The reason why I say Mm -hmm. that is I've seen folks put down a single flange and then set the toilet down on top of it, and it never made the connection. Because the, right the flange pressure. is too low in the floor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it has to be the flange needs to be built up so it'll be proper. But let me say, uh, just to just to replace the toilet wax ring, the procedure itself, look it up on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. not difficult. And actually, it's not even expensive at all. No. It's 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 under five dollars.
2: <laughs> and those two bolts, they got a little uh, place where they'll line in and, and lock in so they'll hold right. They'll stand up for you. Mm-hmm. But you don't know, wait to put them in later. Um, <laughs> remember,
0: it is porcelain. It, <laughs> you don't over tighten it, it; it will break. Yeah, yeah. And it only uh, takes one one down turn, little, one more man, turn. Man, I just want this a little bit tighter. Snap, and it cracks. Yeah. yeah. So so and that's a new camo. Yeah, don't go too tight. So, all right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And uh, today, here with the two contractors that actually make money doing this, and you can call them and ask them questions. But today we're talking about some of the things that didn't go quite as well, you know. Maybe it looked good on the Internet, but it didn't kind of work out in your home. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send us an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Informative
2: MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up to date severe weather info, and a state in worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to
0: MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. You can also listen on Saturday. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at on mpbr- Online.org. All right, got an email to go to here. What is the best way to manage doors that adjust with the shifting of our Yazoo clay in Jackson? <laughs> our front door, which is wood glass, sometimes closes, doesn't close, locks, doesn't locks. I'm right. constantly working with this thing. Yep. So, what can be done about this, fellas? Don't everybody talk at once.
2: Uh, really? Okay. You know, there's something we have to deal with. You know, you're gonna to have to but, adjust but it in what? the summer and the winter. You know, but what, what do you do? I mean, what's the
0: deal? What's going on with this door? It's weather,
1: you know, Just uh, weather.
0: Um, the humidity. I don't, I don't know if. it's but weather so much, happened to all of us and not all of our door stuff.
1: I don't know if it's if they've got foundation movement. Uh-huh. Uh, again, fixing the door doesn't fix your foundation movement. That's true. So you know, do you have movement? Do you have foundation failure? Which are two separate, totally separate things.
0: But the likelihood um, of a failure of just the uh, the door and jam is is pretty
1: yeah, it's low. Pretty yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes normal settlement. Um, yeah, and um, you know, it, when when was the last time the door was sealed? Did was it sealed on all six sides of the door? Right. Meaning front, back, top, bottom. And and uh-huh. uh, jam side and strike side. Right. When when was the last time that was done? Uh, is the door in good shape? There's a lot of a lot of issues of why it's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some issues of, of to how to correct it is, you know, shim the hinges, get a longer bolt, uh, uh, you know. Suck the top hinge in, push the bottom hinge out.
0: There's that one, no, that I'm one, i tried about several times.
2: Coming up with the adjustable hinges that you can just turn the screw and, and level the door on any occasion. You can move the top in, move the bottom out, and lift it up. You know, just make a adjustable hinge, universal.
0: Universal. Mm-hmm. We were talking uh, this morning, Dale. I came across a picture of something we got several years ago, of a lady that sent in a picture of her wire shelving that she had installed and just destroyed a closet of hers. But uh, it had all fallen overnight. And, uh, anyway, that was a good memory. great memory for us. Jeanette's on the road and uh, has got a question about stone over vinyl. Am I, am I right? Is that, is that correct, Jeanette?
5: Yes. Um, what it is is it's a concrete slab, and on there they put vinyl. And it's really solid and put on there well. Uh, we hear everything like the, the vinyl has to be removed before we can put stone down. Um, but what do you recommend,
0: fellas? Where are you now the vinyl is on top of the slab
5: concrete right? uh-huh.
3: on
0: top of the slab? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so you're thinking about putting stone over, but is this vinyl? Uh, Jeff, is this a is this a construction material that they put over the slab? Yeah,
1: well
5: it's, it's a vinyl floor. Yeah,
1: vinyl oh, floor vinyl in floor. your okay. kitchen
0: and now you just wanna put
1: some stone product, correct?
5: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh as long as the vinyl is adhered to the to the slab, I don't think you're gonna have an issue. Right. Yeah,
5: uh, it's it's on there very good very good. And it's uh, level and and solid. It's uh, not a.
0: Oh yeah, floor, you, know, you know. Hey, Jeanette, have you tried I'm, to pull that vinyl up? Uh, yes. Did it yeah. give you trouble?
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. They're good.
0: I'm, and
1: I'm thinking I'm leaving it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. As a,
2: on the layer. Sure.
1: I'll yeah, okay. leave it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it.
5: Traveling down to Golf Shores and heard your program. I loved it. I thought we'd give you a call because we've been wondering about that
0: floor. Well, there you go. I wish <laughs> I was going to Golf Shores with you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank Bye-bye. you. Number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Got another question here. Okay, you ready? Uh, I have a top bottom refrigerator. Whose ice machine suddenly quit making ice? Where's Timmy? When Timmy. We, you know, yeah. We've noticed a click noise periodically after it stopped working. I don't know if it made that sound before or not. I guess they weren't listening. Uh, the line isn't kinked. I don't think they that we did anything to make it stop. We did notice some water that puddled then froze in the ice bucket. We tried turning the ice machine on and off, but that didn't help. Any, any thoughts, guys? Okay. The clicking would to me just listening to Timmy okay uh-huh.
1: sounds like maybe water is not going through that valve uh-huh maybe it's not getting any water to the
0: ice maker uh, again yeah, it could be a clogged it, field it's or above
1: something. my pay grade
0: okay all right that doesn't make sense based on what we've heard the the uh the appliance guy tell sure. us here Timmy McClendon. So I guess we'll need to have him back in to, to uh, answer a question. Yeah, you, you go ahead and text him there, and see what we get. Number of calls, 877-MPB-RING. And uh, Joe sent us an email about a disposal. And we've gotten a couple of emails recently about disposals and, and, and about how to replace these. And these are, these are interesting. I don't know if a lot of disposals are worth fixing. Because they're yeah. cheaper,
2: yeah, nah.
0: and and it's going to cost a lot of money to fix something like that. So you can get a new one. And replacing a uh, a disposal in your kitchen is not difficult if there is a disposal currently there. Right. Yes. Uh, if there's a disposal currently there, what that means is that you won't have to do a whole lot of new plumbing. That's right. But if there is not, you're going to have to figure out how the plumbing is going to work with that. So if you're going to put in a new disposal, look under there, see if you've got a dead one there, and it should be just a swap out. That's right. Uh, and, and and remember,
1: your dishwasher hose dumps into the disposal. Right. And there's a little plastic um, um, insert in there. Put a screwdriver in there and knock that plastic um, uh, plug into the disposal, and the disposal will will eat, chew it eat, up. That, yeah. eat that
0: plug. So, but that is important. It's very can, important, and you can get those things anywhere from fifty bucks to four hundred dollars. And <laughs> one will chew a piece sure. of bread, and the other one will chew a chew a Volkswagen or something. So, eight seven seven MPB ring is the number to call. We were talking today about those uh, fails that happen in DIY, and I do want to mention some of the safety stuff because some of these fails can be quite painful. I know oh, I've yes. seen them, uh, especially like you mentioned, the knuckles situation. Do have a first aid kit around. Sharpen your blades. Always cut away from your body. Uh, and, and please use the correct tool for each job. Yes. If, if nothing else, yeah. go out and grab yourself some tools, just some cheap tools to do this. And I know that we typically don't assume or uh, recommend people buy cheap tools, but better than a butter knife. You know? Yes. I mean, that's what you want to go with. All right, Dennis is on the line in Slidell. What's going on, Dennis? Hey, how you doing today? Good. What's going on? Um, I have a house
6: that has aluminum siding on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the paint has gotten very chalky. It's probably as old as you and me put together. Okay. And uh, I want to know um, what you think about um, prepping it for and then repainting it, fellas. I'm
2: aluminum siding aluminum yeah. siding yeah when you know you just want to get it good and clean clean as you possibly can and um definitely use that um a good paint a good uh metal bonding paint or a uh, paint and primer in one definitely it is important okay. to use a a
0: paint and primer mm-hmm. i think okay. and also as i mentioned in the beginning of the show uh if you're going to be putting this on your house look for some mold protection some uh some yep. uh, mildew protection because there's going to be at least one side of your house that doesn't see sunlight. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and paints can can save you a lot of work in the spring and fall from having to clean your house.
6: Yes. Okay. Okay. That helps. And, and it just yes, it does. And you just sand it down to the back to the metal. or Just sand it down to the point where it's got a a, a clean surface to paint on.
0: Clean, the, sticky surface. Mm-hmm. I think I think Man that's Steve. your key. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> you've done it. We got through. There we go. It's an hour. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Dell Moore and Jeff Simmons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.